Hi friends, I'm Dr. Cindy Leibert. And I'm Brooke Jack. We are your hosts of the Joy Prescription Podcast. In this show, we interview pioneering individuals who are integrating faith into their work and their spheres of influence in their respective fields of healthcare, coaching, psychology, and ministry. We dialogue at the intersection of lifestyle medicine, brain health, and Christianity. In each episode, our guests will share their hard-won wisdom and strategies for intentional living, spiritual growth, and health stewardship. Together, we explore God's joy prescription, how He redeems our life stories and brings us into wholeness, mind, body, and spirit. We are so glad you're here to be a part of this conversation. Let's dive into today's episode. Welcome, everyone. I'm Dr. Cindy Leibert, and I'm here with my co-host, Brooke Jack, and we have the pleasure to interview Stephanie, just our special guest this month. Welcome, Stephanie. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. Yeah, we're so glad to have you. Mm -hmm. I'm going to introduce you, read a little bit of your bio, and let people know who you are. So Stephanie Jenkins has a master's in clinical social work, and you're a fifth degree black belt. <laughs> That's amazing. So you specialize in self-defense, particularly women's self-defense. Yes. You're a speaker and author of Red Flags. I got your book. <laughs> it was super. Um, and, and the subtitle is Know When to Run. So powerful. Stephanie is passionate about liberating women from the negative cultural, societal, and religious messages that restrain us, especially ones that stem from abusive relationships. And you use self-defense as a catalyst for growth and change. I love that you're uh, focused on helping women and children who are victims of trafficking, and you get to travel both domestically and internationally to teach women self-defense, particularly at-risk women's groups. So that's just amazing. We're really thrilled to have you here. You've got a powerful story, journey, health-wise, ministry-wise. Just It's amazing how God is working in your life. And we'll delve into your story a little bit later and, and your beautiful mission with this ministry and business that you have. Um, I'd love to hear just your heart on how you empower women on their own transformation journey. You could share with us. Would love to. Thank you so much. Again, thank you for inviting me to be on this podcast. I'm super excited to share all of that with you all. So um, tell us a little bit more about how you empower women in their journey. So... Every woman has a different journey, of course, and they get stuck in different ways. Um, some, it might be financial, some it's through relationships, some it's food, you know, body image. There's just a whole myriad of ways that women will get stuck and not be able to um, live to their full potential. It starts from when they're very young with the subtle messages with um, 
just, you know, it's just constant in TV and I hear it, the things that teachers might say in school, just everywhere, all around them, just these little messages that just bring them down. Mm -hmm. So um, I actually have many ways that I try to empower women, but I start with um, the self-defense because that being at their core, um, the feeling of security is so important for women. And when they walk around with this fear, the fear of, you know, and they listen to the news, oh, I could be attacked, this could happen to me, that kind of squelches them, minimizes them. So by teaching them self-defense, that is the start of that empowerment. And then from there, like on my website, um, if you join my community group, then I will have like a masterclass every month, different information that'll come out regularly on different topics through that, through a blog, through, you know, just different avenues on many different ways that women can become empowered. But again, this, the start of that is really the self-defense. Um, and I have an online course for that. And like I said, I go around teaching uh, ladies self-defense to to get that started, to get, you know, to make them realize, because if they realize, hey, I can defend myself. If a man attacked me, there are things I can do. And once they grasp that bit of knowledge, then it transfers into other areas. Oh, well, I can do this and I can do that. And just sort of grows from there. I love it. I, I love your niche, Stephanie. It's actually mm -hmm. very timely. My oldest daughter, she's going off to college in, in the fall and she actually asked for Christmas to get self-defense classes. Mm -hmm. I did a little bit of research here locally and just, I didn't like the vibe of <laughs> the- Yeah, I know. You know, very masculine and kind of scary vibe. And so I was really thrilled to learn that you offer that. I'm, you know, going to gift that to my daughter as, um, as a present so she can- I'm so glad, I'm so glad. And, uh, sorry, go ahead. <laughs> no worries, go ahead. So it is, unfortunately, the martial arts community does draw in um, kind of a toxic environment a lot of times. It was often kids who were bullied and they, you know, they find that they get empowered through the martial arts, but they never heal emotionally. And so when you're talking about that vibe, that is very true. And so I, I'm very um, strongly emphasized to females that when they go looking for a self-defense class or kickboxing or a martial arts class, that they do take their time and really, really seek out a healthy environment because there's a lot of unhealthy environments in this field. And I, I give several examples of that in my book of um, more corporate type of toxicity. Uh -huh. mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, Stephanie, how did you actually journey into this type of entrepreneurial ministry serving women in such a unique way? Oh my, well, <laughs> God's been working on me for a while. <laughs> Let me tell you. 
So honestly, it goes way back to being in college when I wanted to be a Bible major. I wanted to be a missionary. So I wanted to major in Bible and they would not allow me because I was a female. So the closest degree um, I could come up with was social work. Well, it just sort of, you know, I landed a job right after my bachelor's working with um, as a child abuse investigator, and then went on, it just sort of landed going into getting my master's and working in psych hospitals, um, started an outpatient practice, um, you know, working with women uh, who had been victims of sexual assault, children who had been victims of sexual assault, and after a while of that, um, I got burned out. I mean, it was very intense. So I switched to work with terminally ill. Like, that was not, I mean, that was very stressful too. Mm. So then when I decided to have children, I totally switched gears and became a Mary Kay director. Cool. So that aspect was instead of therapy, it was more coaching the mental, emotional aspects um, for women, working with women and realizing that's, that's when I learned all the blocks we have, how we hold ourselves back and the, our deserve level issues and all of that. I learned about through my journey of being a Mary Kay director. I joke and say, I have a career per decade. The first decade <laughs> was, you know, social work. Second decade was, uh, being a Mary Kay director and then I put my children, we moved and I put my children in martial arts classes and I had done martial arts on and off. Well, I'm sitting on the sidelines where they're on the mat and I'm thinking, well, why aren't I out on the mat with them? Yeah. So I joined them and I never looked back. I mean, that time when I started, that was it. I was 40 when I started serious. Like I said, I had done it before. Um, and I was in the midst of overcoming a serious, serious illness after a class that would take me, you know, two or three days to heal from class, let my body recover. Um, but I stuck it out and I, you know, just stayed with it. I got my um, black belt. I got my instructor certification, my instructor realized my background. And so he suggested I go um, do lady self-defense classes with him. And I did that and that was it. I mean, he, he started getting calls in requesting me and he's like, this is your thing. And so I just started a ladies class. And from there it grew before I knew it. I had a whole school before and after school care. You know, I mean, the whole works. And it just went from there. So um, when I decided I wanted to be more remote um, and we were you know, planning to move again and I thought, okay, I, God had just been really, really working on me and there's only one of me and I can only travel so much. <laughs> and so right. I just you know, kind of started with getting the online course and just through prayer and God just kept directing me and sort of just evolved into mm -hmm. this. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, and then, well, the book, the book has been on my, was on my heart for years. And that was part of the evolving too. I was at a Mary Kay seminar and um, it was my last one before I switched from being a Mary Kay director to a school owner. And this person speaking 
said um, it only takes, she was a super successful high school, college, you know, had everything going for her, but then she got in one dysfunctional abusive relationship. And she said, it only takes one, just mm -hmm. one. And that clicked with me. The original title of my book was going to be the one. Um, mm -hmm. And I later changed it because it just, you know, had a little more flair, but <laughs> that put the book in my heart and that along with the self-defense, it just evolved. Wow. That's amazing. What a cool journey. And what a fun variety of uh, <laughs> experiences that have now contributed to what you're doing, each of them having a part and a role in where you are today. That's very beautiful. Now yeah. you mentioned, crazy ride. yeah, yeah. <laughs> You mentioned that you see um, physical fitness, specifically the self-defense aspect as a catalyst for internal growth, um, impacting women's mind, will, emotions, confidence. Can you expound on that for us? Yes, I think it goes, you know, back to, uh, I mean, back to long time ago, psychiatrists, psychology, Maslow's hierarchy of needs, um, where security is such a huge need for women. Mm -hmm. We, um, and we look to other people to provide that instead of teaching girls how to do it for themselves. All the little you know, original, now it's changing. I will say it's changing, but the original princess movies, stories mm -hmm. were all mm -hmm. the, you know, the knight in shining armor or the mm -hmm. prince comes to rescue the damsel in distress. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so that ingrains it even more. And so that puts us in a victim mentality, a victim mode, a helpless mode, um, I noticed when I would chaperone uh, middle school mission trips, I chaperoned high school, middle school every year for years. And they'd always, when they were dividing groups to go out, a male had to go, you know, with the females. And they're always, even if it was like a scrawny little 11 year old boy with a big 15 year old girl, you know, the boys had to be there. And it was just, instead of teaching, I thought, well, why don't they ever just teach the girls what to do? Why don't mm -hmm. they teach them how to walk, how to walk with confidence, how to handle those situations? But it's always boys to the rescue. Mm -hmm. So when that is internalized in us, when we have that internal fear and insecurity, then it just goes into everything. The messages of, oh, males, this, this is one of the biggest areas. Males are better at finances. The statistics of women and poverty and what happens to a man and a woman after divorce, how men's finances are fine, a woman's not, it is heartbreaking and it stems from that. So when you fix that, like I said, when a woman first realizes, oh, I can do that. And even to this day, it wasn't that long ago, I learned a new move. It's called a Kambala. And within a second, I mean, it's just boom. And you have the guy down on the ground in an arm bar, ready to strike him. 
even at my level, when I, the first time I did that move, I was like, yes, <laughs> it was so intense. I was jumping up and down. I was so excited when, and cause he was a big guy. Yeah. And when yeah. you realize you can do that, it just makes you realize, oh, well then I can do this and I can do that. And it just, it's this Cadillac catalyst into all these other areas. It's phenomenal. Mm-hmm starts breaking off like the limitation mentality yes. to where you have the courage to try something different, something new or take on a new exactly. challenge that you've previously didn't feel capable of. When I do, when we have our black belt tea, which is a special ceremony where we award um, the black belts to those who tested like a month or two ago, I always do a speech at the end. And every single time I do it, I, it's different every time, but I always say this, getting your black belt, black belt was extremely hard. Mm. Whole, every time you look at that black belt, I want you to think if I can do this, then I can do that. Mm-hmm. Every hard thing that comes your way, mm-hmm. you just look at that black belt and you know, if I can do this, I can do that. Yeah. Wow. A growth mindset. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. That's amazing. Well, Stephanie, I have so many things I want to ask you. (laughs) I don't know where to start. I do want to get into your book just a little bit. Yes. It's got an incredible healing story. So I want to share that as well. Um, So tell us a little bit about your book. Well, I'll, I'll share my perspective. I, I immediately, when I met you and learned what you wrote, I bought it because I have two dear friends that have been victims of scorpions, you, you call them Mm -hmm. in the book. And, um, I liked how you use that just framework for talking about, uh, men that may have narcissistic tendencies or, you know, controlling abusive natures and, it's, you know, it was very heartbreaking to watch my two friends get entangled yes, with that. And I love that this is sort of a, a guidebook for women that either are in the midst of dealing with a relationship like that and trying to figure out how to extract themselves. And then also how for women um, and younger girls, how to prevent getting involved with a scorpion. So I'd love to just hear the background, you know, what motivated you to write the book and, and just share anything you'd like about that. So when, as I was saying about the, the Mary Kay seminar, when um, she said that that one relationship, and I started thinking back, what if the one relationship for me had never happened? What if I knew what to look for before that relationship happened. What if all people knew what to look for? And immediately the book was born in my heart. Um, And for years, I would just, you know, it was in there and it just, a lot of (laughs) times, let me just say, I have a lot of ideas that come and go and all kinds of stuff. (laughs) And so, I wanted to sit on it for a while and I sat on it for way too long, but all in God's timing. So it just, it never went away. 
it never went away. And it just kept at me and kept at me. And so little by little, I think of something, oh, I want to put that in my book. So I type it out. And then I think of something, it might be a month later. And I just kept gathering all these thoughts. And then I went old school. I mean, I printed <laughs> them all out. I had paper all over the floor in my office, and just arranging it all. And um, I actually wrote the book, the complete opposite of how you're supposed to do. You get your title, you get your outline, then you do the, con- no, not me. I did the content, the outline, the title, <laughs> complete opposite. And uh, it got to the point where, you know, and I needed to do a lot of healing before I could adequately write the book also. Mm -hmm. So I think that's also why it was such a long journey. Um, But again, all God's timing. And when I was ready, then it was kind of like, okay, time to get this done. And by that time, I was kind of sick of it. I was like, (laughs) oh my goodness, I had been working on this for so long. And there was such a huge learning curve on how to put it all in format and oh my goodness. So finally, I'm just like, it's done. It's done. I can't reread it one more time because every time I read it, you know, it was like traumatizing. So I just, I'm like, it's done. And I put it out there and I thought it's not good. It's not good. And so I didn't market it. I didn't do anything. And then I realized, you know, I had one of those, God just really hit me moments I'm like all that good information for women and it's just sitting there and Mm -hmm. women aren't getting it. So, and I was going to a a speaking engagement and I thought, all right, it's time. And I just, I prayed, I said, God, this is not about me. This is about you and healing your daughters. Please rewrite, transform whatever needs to be done on that book, do it and let women, when they read it, let them get what they need. If it's a different book for every person who picks it up, great. Just let them get what they need. Yeah. And from that point on, I was released. I was released to talk about it and share it with others. And, you know, it's just been super exciting since then. Oh, it's really, really inspiring. And I, I have it on my, my list to recommend for patients actually that, that either have a loved one that's uh, caught in a relationship like that, or, or women that I see have, have struggles that might leave them vulnerable to getting mm-hmm. involved with a uh, scorpion. So it, it's wonderful. Good job for getting it out there and for just releasing it to God. I think that's an important lesson. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Well, and I do want to mention too, because you had mentioned Scorpion, um, the, a lot of the term right now in pop psychology is narcissist, Mm -hmm. which is a very rare actually disorder. Um, A lot of times when people call someone a narcissist, it's really antisocial personality disorder, Mm. or it could be an addiction. They could, you know, have a drug addiction. So there's lots of different, lots of different things, but regardless of what the diagnosis is, so I would hate for someone to not be diagnosed narcissist. And so then the person who's being abused thinks, oh, well, it's just me. Mm -hmm. So that's part of the reason why it comes from the Aesop's fable 
But part of the reason why I use the term scorpion, because it's really just the abusive, manipulative, toxic behaviors, mm-hmm. regardless of the diagnosis. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You yeah, know, so it's really those behaviors that the person uses to harm the other person. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I, I love how you help women kind of examine their own self and inner life and behaviors and belief mm-hmm. systems that leave them vulnerable to um, attracting scorpions into their life. So I think that's super, super valuable. And mm-hmm. women do not want to look, nobody does because they, <laughs> they have it in their head. They think that's victim blaming and it's not, it's yeah. not at all. And I think the self-defense aspect helps with that too, because the first thing I teach is the attitude and how you walk. And literally, I mean, they have interviewed inmates in prisons and how they pick their victims. And it is how they walk, how they talk, their body language. And if a woman changes that, it makes them less of a target. Mm. And it's the same thing with relationships with scorpions. If we change things about ourselves, certain things, then that makes us less of a target. So it's not at all victim blaming. It's actually empowering. Mm -hmm. Stephanie, you mentioned that you had your own healing journey to do before you could get your book out. Um, I also understand that your um, martial arts was really healing for you and you have a pretty incredible physical healing journey. So I'd love to learn more about that if you want to share. Oh, absolutely. I love to share about that. (laughs) So um, it was around 2005 and um, right after it was just a very stressful time period in my life. And then my, my father had just passed away and I had um, what they call a thyroid storm. And so within like 10 days, I lost 18 pounds Mm -hmm. um, and I wasn't big to begin with. Um, So I went down to like 98 pounds. Uh, My hair was just, um, you just look at me and I would have hair all over. It was just constantly falling out. I couldn't even, I had to crawl upstairs. I couldn't even walk up the stairs. My resting heart rate was 120. I was very, very sick, Um, ended up kind of against my will because I was in a toxic relationship at the time, ended up in the hospital for four days, um, getting poked and prodded and put on medications and then finally got out of the hospital and uh, went to an endocrinologist. And he was telling me, now mind you, I'm allergic to iodine. Um, He was telling me that he wanted to do radioactive iodine to kill my thyroid. And then I would be on medication for the rest of my life. I would not, I had two small children at the time. I would have to go to a hotel. I couldn't be around my children because I'd be so radioactive. Um, When I, if I went to the bathroom and flushed the toilet, I would have to double flush to make sure all that radiation uh, got out. And he walked out of the room as I'm hearing all this and I'm totally a naturalist. So this, you know, was not going well for me. (laughs) And so he walked out of the room and I exactly this, I just put my hands up and I looked up to God 
And I just heard plain as day run. And I got out of that office and I never looked back. I, to this day, I have letters that he sent me that basically was like, I was going to die. I needed to come in and get the treatment. And I was just like, no, I got to follow God. And so I went and got a massage because thinking, you know, that will calm my heart rate down that will, cause I was just like me. And so, you know, that will calm me down. And I was sitting, waiting for my massage and just praying to God, just please. I remembered something I had read in an article about Jack LaLanne. Younger people don't remember Jack LaLanne. Trust me, look him up. Super <laughs> freakish strength. Every year on his birthday, he'd like on his 60th birthday, swam in a channel pulling 60 tugboats. Insane what? thing. <laughs> I thought, <laughs> you're not even, you don't know him. Well, I grew up watching his you know, superhuman strength feats every year. So I thought he was just this freak of nature. Well, then I read an article. He was a very, very, very sickly child, very sickly. Mm. And his mother went to learn this, you know, stuff from a nutritionist, changed his diet. And he became that strong on his own. It made me realize that's how God created our bodies, that kind of level. So, so I was thinking about him and something in the article he said was, if ever I get ill, I think sickness is not of God. So I must be doing something out of God's will. So I'm going to pray for God to reveal to me what I need to fix. So at that moment, I prayed to God, please reveal to me what I need to do. And then I looked down and right there was a pamphlet for the maker's diet, a biblical based diet. And so I took that, got the book started the diet, immediately started getting stronger, immediately started healing. I mean, it was a long journey, mm-hmm. but instantly I saw results. And that's when I started martial arts and just little by little. I mean, I was so weak. I couldn't op- turn the um, cap on a water bottle. Wow. I open a door. I mean, I was so weak, but little by little, little by little, I kept getting stronger. So the one thing, um, so I had, you know, a couple other things because of the thyroid, I had a thyroid eye disease. And, um, what happened with mine was that the, the eyelid pulled up like that. And so you could see the white above my eye, kind of like it gives a bug eye look. Um, so that happened as well to the point where when I was doing a Mary Kay training, one of my consultants who was a nurse thought I was having a stroke. Um, came up to me afterwards to check and make sure I wasn't having a stroke because of the, you know, what my eye was doing. So anyway, I continued to get stronger and, um, but the eye stayed the same and I researched and researched and researched and there was nothing I could do. God was not revealing anything to me to do to fix my eye. So I just prayed to God. I, I had not grown up in a church that taught healing. So I'd also ordered all these books and it was before the days of just, you know, getting on the internet and yeah. you know, I mean, you could, <laughs> but not much. So I actually ordered physical books on healing. And so I prayed to God with all my heart. And I just said, you know, m- maybe this part is miraculous healing. I'm just giving this to you. There's nothing I can do. I am giving it 100% to you to heal this. And then after that moment, every day, I just thanked him. Thank you, God, for healing me. Thank you for healing Mm -hmm. my eye. And I said that every day. And one day I looked in the mirror and it was all better. 
Amazing. And there is no healing for that with surgery. There is none. And I just looked in the mirror and I was going, <laughs> it was better. It was better. So, so awesome. Super, super exciting. So that was, so I actually got to experience both. Mm-hmm. I experienced miraculous healing mm-hmm. and I experienced the healing that comes from God revealing to me what I need to do to fix it, what I need to do to be in his plan to make my health better. So I had an affirmation every day. I'd say, I'm the vision of health. I'm the vision of health. And um, one day I was at the chiropractor and he was like, oh, wish I had a poster of you on my wall. And I'm like, what? (laughs) And he said, because you are the vision of health. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Super, super exciting. That is incredible. I'm stunned. I will tell you, certainly as my uh, physician perspective, even though it sounds barbaric, that radioactive ablation of the thyroid, that is standard of care for hyperthyroidism. You know, what you described was a life-threatening situation. So truly, that was a miraculous healing. Mm -hmm. It's just... um, yeah. So amazing. I love it. Yes, I do too. Yeah. <laughs> typically would need a surgery to um, repair the eye disease from hyperthyroidism. So I, I'm just stunned and inspired and it's really amazing. Thank you for sharing your story. Stephanie. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And I'm also just amazed and inspired by your business and entrepreneurial history of all the the various um, stages your each decade of your life and <laughs> transitioning into an online entrepreneur with your membership groups and completing your book that is a, a momentous uh, accomplishment so I, I'd love if you would share with our listeners um, tips give us three tips for starting, running, or growing um, ministry and business? Absolutely. Well, hands down, (laughs) number one, of course, is taking God as your partner. Mm -hmm. A lot of people say that, but actually really, truly doing it. So I'm going to combine this with my second tip, which is my morning routine. Mm -hmm. Um, Having that morning routine is absolutely critical your power hour so in my power hour i first read my bible first i get my coffee um (laughs) i've transitioned to mushroom coffee so at least i'm getting some nourishment um get my coffee and then i get in my you know special space and i read my bible and then prayer and prayer journal and in my journal i i call it my reveal journal And I specifically ask amongst other things, but I specifically ask God to reveal to me, you know, I mean, I may have something specific I need and I get really, really detailed. I mean, down to the minuscule things of life, Um, Mm -hmm. but reveal to me the direction he wants me to go the path. That's how I started out very broad, you know, where Mm -hmm. do you want my ministry to go? What do you want me to do? Things Mm -hmm. like that. 
Mm-hmm. Now I asked to reveal, you know, I need nightstands where and yeah. <laughs> let me tell you, he makes divine appointments with every request. It yes. is so incredible. Yes. But um just really truly giving it to God. Every single little aspect. I was talking about the learning curve. Oh my goodness, it was exhausting. And when I learned to just say, you know, God, I totally don't know how to do this. Can you please reveal to me, you know, help? Who do I go to? How do I, what is the, and he just answers Mm -hmm. and gives me Mm -hmm. all of that. And oh my goodness, does it make it easier? Yeah. So much easier. So that would be absolutely first and foremost is to get out of the way. (laughs) Stop trying to do everything yourself. Stop trying to be a control freak and just give it to God, right? Mm -hmm. He's like way smarter than us. Yeah. Makes so much more sense to give it to him. Yeah. And then the second thing would be definitely that morning routine. Um, Every single morning, we need to renew our mind, refocus. Um, put everything in perspective. If we just get up and start going, we're just going to, you know, I don't know if a lot of moms, especially women who have been moms in older life, we are like, and creatives are even worse all (laughs) over the place, all over the place. So getting (laughs) guilty, We can get distracted so easily. Uh, And so really having that morning routine with our, so after I do my prayer and um, Bible reading prayer, then I have my journal, which I kind of do a modified miracle morning. Um, I think that's how how Elrod is he the miracle morning. Anyway, he does seven days a week. That's, I don't do that. Day seven, you give it all to God. Um, So, but six days a week, I do this. And I go through my affirmations and visualization and things like that, just really reaffirming what I'm doing and read um, some educational, like right now I'm reading as I love Barbara um, Stanny's stuff for financial. So I'm reading some of her books, but every morning, just a page or two, write some things. So that's the personal growth aspect. And it just gets you focused in the right direction. And so therefore your work for the rest of the day is so much better. By the end of the day, we're probably off track again. So that's why you need to go ahead and do it every single morning. Um, And my third tip would be, I kind of mentioned this in my second, don't get distracted. Oh my goodness. It is so easy. It is so easy and we don't even realize it because we're thinking what we're doing is good mm-hmm. and it's we're never getting distracted with something bad it's always a good or better better and best mm-hmm. and the enemy knows that and he mm-hmm. will distract us with busyness or put in our head things that oh, we start feeling guilty. Oh, I need to be doing that over here. And oh, I need to be doing that over here. And oh, I let me tell you, I, I am the master. I've learned this through Mary Kay, the master of planning. And I can get done by 10 o'clock in the morning. What most people can, you know, it takes two days to get done. Mm. But that is actually a distraction. Mm. That busyness keeps me 
exhausted and stressed and not able to do what is the most important. We mm-hmm. get focused on the little stuff that needs to be get done. We get focused on the urgent. Yeah. We get focused on what our guilt and old messages tell us we need to be doing, but we're not focused on what God's design for us in our ministry. We, we don't stay focused on that. Mm-hmm. So not allowing yourself to be distracted. That would be my third tip. Mm, I love it. So yeah, those are number great one, give it all to God. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Take um, him as your partner. That's yep. right. Journey. And yep. I, I just love that morning routine that you're describing. And I'm I'm still in the midst of struggling with that as, as a mom and a creative entrepreneur and all the, the busyness. So thank you for the inspiration and conviction, uh, Stephanie, on that. And then, um, so give it all to God, your morning routine and avoiding distractions. So mm-hmm. powerful. Thank you for Absolutely. sharing. Yes. <laughs> Going to be helpful for many, many women out there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, Stephanie, share with our listeners how they can connect with you and where they can purchase your book. Okay. So um, stephaniejenkins.org. That's the easiest way to connect. Everything's on there. I mean, you can go straight to Amazon, but if you go to my website, there's a link there for my book um, that will take you straight to Amazon. There's also a link for uh, me approved self-defense <laughs> products. Um, wow, nice. There, It's the company that is run by women. One was sexually assaulted and makes weapons like pepper sprays and stun guns and things like that, uh, specifically for women. So there's a link for that. There's a link. If you want to join, um, the community group I'm developing, there's a link to purchase my online self-defense course. So everything is there and you can email me at Stephanie at stephaniejenkins.org. Super. Wonderful. We'll also put that information in our notes under the podcast. And Stephanie, I'm just so grateful for having mm-hmm. this time with you and for you sharing with our listeners. Yeah. I think for me, I'm still just reeling about your healing story I <laughs> a little bit before we did this podcast, but it is so incredible that God healed you of hyperthyroidism and mm-hmm the eye disease that goes along with that. That's just stunning. And I love how you just immediately went into that posture of, you know, uh, asking for Mm -hmm. his wisdom and you listened, Mm -hmm. (laughs) he gave you the the clear message and and you were able to listen and, and just the powerful message around our physical fitness and how we carry ourselves and how that helps build confidence and, women and, and young girls. And I'm, I'm a mother of three daughters and they're my youngest just turned 12 and my oldest is 18. And so they're in that kind of vulnerable developmental phase where yes. they're, you know, gaining that confidence, hopefully mm-hmm. and, and learning all the important messages about their identity in Christ and uh, who they are. And, um, Hopefully we can uh, bring them along and, and help them avoid some of these uh, scorpions that you're 
highlighting in, in your book and I'm just grateful for your message. Thank you for being here. Yeah. Thank you so much, Stephanie. Such um, wisdom that you've shared with us today. So inspiring. Well, thank you again. I mean, I love getting this message out. Um, it's it's truly at my heart and I just want to see women, you know, be free. It's it's spiritual warfare, really. That is the attack on women and be free mm -hmm. from that so that and just be released into God's kingdom. I mean, just yeah. think how our world will be if women weren't held back by all of this. Right. So I thank you for the opportunity to share this information. You've been listening to the Joy Prescription Podcast, where we explore the intersection of lifestyle medicine, brain health, and Christianity. We invite you to take your learning deeper with us at thejoyprescription.com. Be sure to sign up for our email newsletter and receive free weekly Joy Prescription devotionals. Bye for now.